0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, JOY. Keep JOY on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to JOY.org.au. JOY, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: Welcome to a JOYcast from JOY 94.9. Visit JOY.org.au to find out more about our JOYcasts.
2: Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on JOY 94.9.
1: Hello Joysters and welcome to another edition of Joy's very own show about pets, Pets Aloud. I'm Kristen and I will be keeping you company uh, until one today. But first, a big thank you to Leo for a fab morning of tunes and also to Jake for keeping us up to date with the news. Joining me in the studio today is the lovely Kate Holter, General Manager of Communications and Fundraising at the Lost Dogs Home.
3: Kate, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Kristen. Always fun. <laughs> now, today we're going to be talking about um, some of the uh, th- uh, threats over summer for dogs or our pets. So, along with fun in the sun, summer also brings about lots of loud noises, courtesy of fireworks and thunderstorms. And while many, many of us love seeing the sky light up in Technicolor, cur- courtesy of Mother Nature or um, pyrotechnics, uh, they can cause a great deal of stress and anxiety for our pets. And for shelters and pounds around the country, December through to January is one of the busiest times of year, with a large number of dogs dogs and cats coming through our doors trying to escape from the escape in fear from um, noises created from fireworks and thunderstorms.
1: Now New Year's Day uh, in particular is a very busy day for our shelters with pet owners picking up uh, lost dogs and cats that have run away because of fireworks. Um, however, If you know that fireworks and thunderstorms do cause distress to your pets, there are things you can do right now to help them manage the distress when the time comes around that fireworks and thunderstorms are happening uh, in your area.
3: So today on Pets Aloud, we are having one of our first of two summer specials. We're going to take a look at some of the things pet owners can do to help their pets stay calm during storms and fireworks this summer. So we're going to pose the question, is your pet scared of thunderstorms thunder and fireworks? It's, a, it's actually a tongue, a tongue twister, <laughs> thunderstorms. And what do you do to keep them calm? pets allowed have your say email now on air at joy.org.au
1: now don't forget you can also sms us uh, on air 0427 joy 949 or email on air at joy.org.au and also coming up on today's show does your pet get scared during thunderstorms or fireworks Dr. Trefina Hunter from the Lost Dogs Home will give us some tips on what pet owners can do to help their pets stay calm when
3: thunderstorms and fireworks occur. The shelters and pounds around the country, the day after fireworks or thunderstorms can mean a very, very busy day in the shelter, and we'll find out why. And losing
1: a pet after a thunderstorm or fireworks can be a very stressful experience for the whole family. So we're going to give you some tips on what to do when looking for a lost pet. There's a lot to cover in this week's show, so to get us started, let's hear with uh, let's hear from Mika with talk about you.
2: The pets allowed news wrap. A look at the news of the week from the Lost Dogs Home.
3: Now Kate, would you like to tell us a bit about this week's first news item? Uh, Yes, uh, we are at Victoria Gardens Telstra shop right now in Richmond. Um, Now making the decision to adopt a new pet in your family is a big one which requires a lot of careful planning and research. So if you're considering adopting a pet today, the team from the Lost Dogs Home along with some of our adopted and adored ambassadors are at Victoria Gardens in the Telstra shop there and they're ready to meet you. Um, They'll be on hand to answer all your questions about the adoption process and they'll be able to provide you with information on volunteering and foster care programs as well so as i said if you're looking to, um, to adopt a pet and you want to find out more or you want to meet some dogs that um, have been adopted from the lost dogs so there's nothing like meeting a sheltered dog in in real life to know how fantastic they are then come on down to victoria gardens telstra shop which is in richmond near ikea and say hello to the team from the home uh, they'll be there till 1 this afternoon And our second news item of the
1: week uh, is why it is important to identify your pet. So it's National Pet ID Month and throughout December, National Pet Register is calling on you to check or update your pet's identification. But why is it so important to identify your pet? Each year, uh, pet owners move house, change phone numbers and things like that. And while many will remember to update their contact details, too many will forget to update their pet's microchip and ID. So every year shelters around the country are inundated with dogs and cats with incorrect... Details that aren't up to date, which makes it really hard and sometimes impossible for shelter staff to reunite pets with their owners. So remembering to update your contact details after moving house or changing your phone numbers is really simple uh, and effective in making sure your pet has a return ticket home if they ever do go missing. And there are two main methods of pet identification. So microchipping and also uh, an identification tag on your pet's collar. And National Pet Register recommends pet owners have um, both a microchip and council registration tag, and also a personalised ID tag to identify their
3: pets as well. So a bit more on co- um, identification tags. Um, I always think this is the first port of call for, put someone has to, when they find a lost pet. I mean, microchips are required by by law in Victoria. You must microchip your your pet, and most animals come microchip these days. Um, when, certainly when you adopt them. But a collar. Uh, and an identification tag on a collar is really the simplest and also the cheapest way to get your pet home to you because you can just simply go down to your local hardware store, get your, your tag engraved with your name and your number, and most people carry a mobile phone so they will ring and get that pet back to you as soon as possible. I mean, so some people do believe that they do not need to have the the tag on there if they are microchipped, but that's not the case. If your pet is wearing a collar, it does does just make it that bit easier. And the other thing is, if they don't have to go into a pound, then you're not um, having to pay any pound release fees. So it actually is a cheaper way to, and everyone wants that peace of mind to get their pet back as soon as possible. Absolutely. Uh,
1: And so it is also important to make sure your pet is microchipped. So a microchip is the best method of uh, permanent animal identification. That's available today. So, approximately the size of a grain of rice, a microchip is implanted just under your pet's skin in the soft scruff area of the neck, and each chip has a unique number which is detected using a microchip scanner. So, the microchip number is recorded on a database such as National Pet Register. Um, with details about the animal and the owner as well. So should your pet become lost, vets, animal shelters and local councils can scan your pet for a microchip uh, and contact you via that database, which is really important.
3: And what we're doing to help people remember to um, keep their details up to date and to, to learn more about microchipping or identification in general, we're holding, it's National Pet ID Month and we're holding chip checker events uh, throughout uh, December on each Saturday and Sunday. Uh, December is National Pet ID Month and we're calling on people to stop and think if their, pe- their pet's details are up to date. Um, we've held, we're, this weekend we'll be down at Yarra, Yarraville Gardens um, from on Saturday from 12, uh, sorry, this Saturday the 12th of December from 9 to 12. 12am. So the chip checker team will be will tell you if your pet's details, if your pet's microchip details are up to date. Uh, they'll also be tell you what database your your pet's microchip is registered with, um, and whether your microchip is is working. You can also use the chip checker um, event um, to find out more about how microchips work. I find that also, you know, I was at a chip checker event last weekend, and people just don't understand sometimes how microchips work and how the, the registration um, works on databases as well, and and updating it with your um, local council doesn't mean it's automatically updated with your microchip um, register so don't forget to bring along your your pet so that we can scan them or your your pet's um, microchip number and or identification information um, and we'll help you find out where your pet microchip is registered and uh, if your information is up to date and now it is time to draw the curtain on
1: this week's pet of the week
4: this week's pet of the week
3: would you like to tell us a little bit about this week's pet of the week? So this week's pet of the week is the lovely Purring Precious uh, I love the name, she is three years old, um, she's a lovely cat she's predominantly white with some, looks like some tortoiseshell markings. She's up at our um, Campaspe shelter which is in achuca uh, Now she's built a bit of a reputation up there. Uh, she's been there for a very long 197 days so and when I, the, the team up there can't understand why because she's such a beautiful cat. She's loyal but a little bit independent in her feline ways um, but she's really really affectionate um, and would make the perfect pet so she would suit probably a quieter home maybe without you know smaller children that are sort of going to be in her face uh, she likes her own space um, she likes to have a nice quiet spot um, to relax you know, during, during the day um, but she's happy to share her home with other cats she does um, seem to get on with other cats in the shelter um, She would. she's the sort of cat that would build a bond over time and, and, and needs to be the one Coming to you So she's not the sort of cat Where you're going to be able to pick up And put on your lap She'll choose when she's ready To come and sit on your lap um, so hopefully, Precious might be the cat for you. You can visit her on our website, or you can see her um, profile on our website at dogshome.com. Um, if you missed her ID number, which it is nine nine three one four seven, so you can quote that number uh, if you want to contact our Compassby Shelter in Atucha on five four eight zero three double zero five, or you can visit the ch- the shelter in person if you want to make the drive up to Atucha at five hundred and twenty Mackenzie Road, Achuka. It's Precious. She's years old and she's just lovely. Now
1: for many uh, fireworks can be a source of celebration and joy but for our pets they can be quite terrifying. Coming up we talk about how fireworks and thunderstorms can affect your pet and what you can do to help them manage their stress. This is Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9 and today is our fireworks and thunderstorms summer special. Now uh, it's good time to mention we have received uh, a couple of messages one from John and one from Tamson who have uh told us about their dogs who are, who are scared of, of loud noises associated thunder. With, yeah. with thunder and, and um, fireworks. And it's not uncommon at all. Um, so the next couple of segments coming up will be right up your alley and will hopefully um, help answer some of the questions mm. you have. Um, but if not, do contact us uh, at the Lost Dogs Home and our team will be happy to offer advice. So for many of us, seeing the sky light up in a rainbow of colour is one of the best things about New Year celebrations. But for our dogs
3: and cats fireworks can be a source of extreme fear and anxiety however there are things that pet owners can do this new year's to help their pets cope during the noisy fireworks displays and backyard fireworks as well early in the week our producer sam caught up with dr trefina hunter to find out more why fireworks and storms affect our pets
0: I'm joined by Dr. Trafina Hunter, animal behaviour manager at the Lost Dogs Home. Trafina, welcome to Pets Allowed. Thank you. Great to be here. Today, throughout the show, we're talking about animals and thunderstorms and fireworks. Is it normal for our animals to get scared of thunderstorms and fireworks?
4: is is a normal response to a scary situation but for a lot of dogs what they show is more than fear they show phobia so they're showing an excessive response to something so you know for a lot of dogs and cats and probably a lot of other animals they do find uh storms intense you know they're noisy they smell different they sound different there's environmental change that they detect that we don't And to be initially a little uncomfortable about that is normal, but what normally happens, or should happen, is that pets realise that this is actually not a bad thing. You know, they live through a storm and nothing terrible happens, and the next time it comes around it doesn't seem quite so bad and they get completely used to it. For some animals what ends up happening is that they have quite an abnormal response to it and with time they find it more and more scary. So instead of realising that nothing bad happened during the storm, they start predicting that things are going to get worse and worse. And that's where you're looking at something
0: that's more of a phobia, which is an abnormal response. Those animals that are showing signs of that phobia, what types of things would indicate that to their owner? There's
4: a a range of things. A lot of people are aware that when there are storms or fireworks that their dogs look scared. They might come to them for comfort. They might try to hide somewhere Um, for cats particularly will tend to hide dogs will often either try to hide or to try and get close to their owners and for some dogs that are just feeling a little bit worried that's the level they do and if they're near someone or they're inside they feel okay for dogs that have got more of a phobia they're going to be doing something that's a lot more extreme than that so for some dogs they will shake and shiver the whole time they might be destructive so they might be trying to get out of their back garden or if they're in the house they might be destroying the house they sometimes will toilet inside when they wouldn't normally toilet inside. They might be panting, pacing around, vocalising, you know, whining, barking showing signs that they're really, really distressed and that will tend to start before people are aware that the storm is coming because dogs are aware of the storm a lot earlier than we are.
0: Do you find that in some cases pets might be scared of fireworks but not necessarily storms?
4: No, absolutely. So some pets are are storm-phobic and some pets are noise-phobic and some are both. So for a storm-phobic dog is finding the whole experience of a storm difficult and that's a combination of what they're hearing, but also what they're sensing. So, you know, barometric pressure changes, the visual uh, change that you get in the environment with storms, the sight of lightning, the sound of thunder. So it's a combination of sensory input that they find really difficult. For noise phobia, it tends to be just specifically the sound that they find difficult. There are definitely dogs that are really fearful of fireworks and that will show those escape or destructive or panic uh, behaviors around uh, fireworks that are absolutely fine through storms
0: and vice versa. You mentioned barometric pressure with thunderstorms. Do you find that pets that are a bit more afraid of fireworks is because it tends to be more sudden rather than storms, which can be a little bit more gradual?
4: I think that not necessarily the degree of fear, but the the length of the panic response that they get, definitely. So. Dogs that are really scared of storms can predict that the storm's coming because of all the environmental change that happens and so they'll be showing the start of quite significant levels of distress well before we see anything and it may continue, that distress might continue for a long time after we feel like the storm the storm has finished. So it's often quite a long time. They learn that those early changes aren't scary for them usually but they, they predict the storm hitting. Mm. So dogs learn that... When the sky looks like this, when the temperature feels like this, yep. when this, these, these things are happening, that means a storm's coming, so they start to, to get quite stressed well before the storm. With a firework, you know, fireworks event, there's no uh, warning, so that it just suddenly happens and so you don't get the, the lead up panic. But once it starts then yes, you can get the same level of, of panic and distress. So it's more sudden. Yeah.
3: That was Dr. Trefina Hunter talking about the difference between fireworks and thunderstorm events and how these can affect our pets. Coming up, we hear more from Dr. Trefina Hunter on how you
1: can help your pet during fireworks and thunderstorms this summer. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by
0: becoming a member at joy.org.au.
1: You're listening to Pets Aloud's Fireworks and Thunderstorm special on Joy 94.9. So before the break, we heard from Dr. Trefina Hunter, Animal Behaviour Manager at the Lost Dogs Home,
3: about the effects fireworks and thunderstorms can have on cats and dogs. In this next section, Sam is going to be asking Trefina what pet owners can do to help their pets through a thunderstorm or firework event.
4: What we do for our pets depends on the level of fear or anxiety or phobia that they're showing. So for a lot of animals, just being able to be inside is really helpful. So if you've got a dog or cat that can be inside, um, bringing them inside during a storm or before fireworks is a really good idea. It's you know dampens down some of your awareness of what's going on outside. You can have... Music playing or white noise playing, just again to try and dampen down the the awareness of what's going on outside. For a lot of pets, if they're near people, they feel better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like being near your your safety teddy bear. You've got your owner <laughs> there, and you feel a little bit safer, a little bit more secure. So, you know, being inside is a really really good idea. Some of the other things that you can do uh, depends on your particular animal and how stressed they get. There are things like thunder shirts, which are jackets. That you can put on that uh, put sort of pressure around the body that are designed to reduce anxiety in uh, things like thunderstorms and fireworks and they can work really well for some dogs they don't work for every dog but they can be really helpful for some making sure the dog's got a safe place to go to having somewhere that the animal knows is a safe comfortable place to be so a mat or a crate or a room somewhere that you've set up well before the storm as being a safe, definable place for the animal to go to. And you make that safe place by having it as a place where good things happen. You know, you go there, you get treats, you get toys, you've got a comfy bed, it's a nice place to go. It's never a punishment, it's never a time-out, it's never a bad place to be. This place is always good and always comforting. And then when a storm or a fire, you know, fireworks event happen, it's really important the dogs and cats can get to those areas. So if you've got your safe place inside and the dog's outside, the dog needs to be able to get inside to get to its safe place. Otherwise, you need to have a safe place outside as well so that they just can get into that area where they
0: feel better. Is it also a good idea, if pet owners know, obviously with things like fireworks on New Year's, they're scheduled, is it probably a good idea then for pet owners to either be home themselves or have a trusted person home? that their pet recognises on those events.
4: Yeah absolutely yes I think for, for a lot of people who have a, a pet with a storm or firework fear they will tend to organise their lives around that um, which is a great thing to be able to do so yes if you know that your animal is going to be scared of fireworks it's a good night to be at home or to make sure someone else is at home so you can have the dog inside with you and you can hopefully keep it
0: safe and keep it feeling as relaxed as is possible. Another option for pet owners is the possibility of medication for their pet to help cope with their phobia When would be a good time for pet owners to talk about that with their vet
4: now is a really good time to do that don't uh, do not do it on New Year's Eve because it's really not, doesn't give us enough time to uh, to help. Medication is often really helpful for dogs that are, have got phobias and severe fear of fireworks and the same with storms. And the reason that medication is helpful is because these behaviours, when they're really extreme, they, this is a phobia. It's an abnormal response to this situation. And dogs don't learn that it's not scary. So each time they're exposed, as I was saying before, every time they're exposed to this thing, they don't realise that it was okay the first time they continue to think it's scary or they think it's scarier each time so they're not actually learning and they're not learning because the way their brain is working in that situation is is not quite normal and they're not able to realize that nothing bad happened through that event so they're not going to get better on their own and they are going to be experiencing a high level of stress and anxiety and that may mean that they're going to damage themselves or they're going to damage property or they're going to escape or they're just going to be experiencing this severe stress and anxiety, which is horrible for them. The thing about using medication is that we need to do a little bit of work to find the right medication. We don't know which medication is going to work and we don't know which dose is going to work and we need to do a little bit of work on that before the event when we look at using medication we don't use sedatives we don't use personality changes we just use anti-anxiety medication the aim is simply to reduce anxiety so that the animal doesn't experience that really
0: phobic response if it's a pet owner's first time perhaps you know that the pet's had an adverse reaction from a previous storm or a previous set of fireworks the vet would also look into doing a behavior assessment and that type of thing Prior to going down that avenue as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. So it's always appropriate to do a bit of an assessment and make sure that we understand what level of, of distress the animal's showing. Sometimes dogs that are uh, firework phobic or noise phobic may well have a you know other other issues that go along with that. So making sure that we don't have anything else that we need to be addressing is a really good idea. Yeah. Um, and then your vet can make a, a diagnosis and then a treatment. And treatment of any behaviour problem involves looking at some management strategies considering behaviour modification and there is some behaviour modification work that you can do around um, storms and fireworks <laughs> and then having to think about whether medication is appropriate and if it is then using it yeah. appropriately. Yeah.
0: Are there a range of products that pet owners could look into if they were going down that op- the medication option or is it just purely you know, tablets and that type of thing to help them manage that anxiety? Yeah, there
4: are a range of different things that you can look at doing. Um, And I think for... for any animal that's got a level of uh, stress and anxiety, it's worth considering the whole range of options and using whatever suits that animal and whatever the owners are comfortable using. So, looking at things like thunder shirts are, is helpful. Um, some of the pheromone products can be really effective. So, different pheromone products for dogs and cats, and you know, you bet we'll be able to help you out with those things. Um, and different forms there are uh, pheromones that come as plug into the wall diffusers, and for dogs, there are collar forms. And that can take the edge off anxiety. For probably 75% of dogs, it may not be enough. If your dog has a really extreme panic um, with fireworks or with storms, pheromone may not be enough to help, but it's definitely worth trying. And then if that's not enough and we need to do something more to keep the dog relaxed and safe and for the dog's welfare to be okay through that experience then we talk about using anti-anxiety medications and yes most of the time those are going to be tablets
0: well Dr Shropina Hunter thank you for your time today we really appreciate it thanks for having me
3: That was Dr Jafina Hunter talking about what pet owners can do to help their pets through fireworks and thunderstorm events this summer. Really great advice. This month, Frank Samway's Veterinary Clinic has a special offer to pet owners considering pheromone treatment for their pet this New Year's Eve.
1: The deal includes a pet behavior checkup, pheromone diffuser and bonus refill. For more info uh, or to make an appointment, contact the Frank Samway's Vet Clinic on 9329 2755. Now, the days following a thunderstorm or firework event can be some of the busiest for shelters around the country. Up next, we're going to talk to Dr. David Cunliffe from the Lost Dogs Home to find out
3: more. Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9.
1: Now, for shelters around the country, like the Lost Dogs Home, the day after a thunderstorm or firework event sees an increase in the number of cats and dogs coming into the home. Many of these animals will have run away from home after being spooked by fireworks or thunderstorms. Joining us now to talk about the impact fireworks and storms can have on animal shelters is Dr David Cunliffe, General Manager, Animal
3: Welfare and Customer Service at the Lost Dogs Home. Hi David, welcome to Pets Aloud.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
3: It's a pleasure to have you. Now, thunderstorms and fireworks, and I think also especially backyard fireworks, are frequent events during summer. Shelters like the Lost Dogs Home will usually see more dogs and cats arrive the day after a thunderstorm or a firework display. Can you tell us what the environment is like at the Lost Dogs Home the day after um, a fireworks display, or I guess that's New Year's Day, or a big thunderstorm?
2: pretty busy <laughs> yes okay yes um you, you hit the nail on the head there. are uh, very busy the um as you've correctly observed you know many many dogs especially have noise phobias which will only come to come to light when there is uh, an event like a thunderstorm or an impromptu fireworks display so these dogs will try and get away from the noise that that's frightening them and you know there's no escaping from a thunderstorm or fireworks no. is there. So they, they can often run for quite, quite a way uh, in a panic, I guess, until they're picked up by a concerned member of the public and, and brought to a shelter or the council. So after a, um, a big celebration like New Year's mm-hmm. Eve, yep. um, where there are fireworks everywhere, it can be extremely busy at the Lost Dogs Home with the arrival of many dogs and many people looking, looking for their dogs at that time.
1: And so, David, New Year's Day, um, as you mentioned, is a particularly busy day for the home with lots of dogs and cats coming into our care. Why do so many dogs and cats arrive at the home on New Year's Day?
2: Yeah, well, as I suggested, I guess the um, noise phobia is quite common in in the dog population. It seems to uh, become more prevalent in dogs as they age. So uh, older dogs left at home alone when their people are out partying are perhaps especially susceptible to wanting to, you know, um, well, I guess to being anxious about the noises that are occurring and wanting to get away from them. So, yes, unfortunately, those dogs can sometimes do things that are quite crazy and extravagant, breaking through fences, breaking in or out of the house to escape from the noise, and as a consequence, um, they're out on the street, their people are away, so the chances of them finding their way to the pound or shelter is, is, um, is very high. Um, and I guess that's the best thing that can happen to them once they have escaped from the house. Unfortunately, you know, running around um, when you're worried about the noise of the fi- fireworks can mean that you um, you might come to some other mischief and uh, traffic accidents around this time are unfortunately um, something that does occur.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're much safer locked up in a pen, yeah. aren't they, at the home? Yeah, That's or a
2: shower. True. I mean, yes, the Lost Dogs Home is aware that this is a, a really big day of the year. Mm. Um, we have a huge number of staff uh, on call and on, on location on that day. We have a team working through the night. Um, on average, our um, pet ambulance would get a call about every five minutes, yeah. um, which is an amazing number of um uh, animals in need.
3: It's huge, yeah. I've oh, actually I've worked on New Year's Day at the Lost Dogs Home, and uh, it's amazing. The, yeah, the volume of people that come through looking for their pets and the stories that they tell as well. So, but a, a lot of pets actually, um, I guess they come in over New Year's Eve. Are are they re- reunited with their owners rather quickly, or more so than at other times?
2: <laughs> Um, I think uh, perhaps, I mean, we, we do get a huge influx of animals, yeah. so it's not uncommon to get uh, more than 150 dogs arriving in, in 24 hours following New Year's Eve, and their people usually follow uh, quite quickly afterwards. Mm. We find that um, probably about half of them would be claimed 24 hours later, a little over half, and usually the rest will follow. So is a... Um, as a general rule, I guess people will come looking for their dogs and go missing on New Year's Eve.
3: Yeah, it's great because usually they've been caught by surprise rather than um, not being, I guess, the best pet owner. <laughs> so if, if That's pet, right. Um, David, if a pet does run away uh,
1: as a result of the fireworks on New Year's Eve, what should pet owners do to, to find their, their lost animal?
2: Yeah, well, certainly you need to start looking quickly. You need to be aware, I guess, that your dog may take a little bit of time to come through the system. If it's been picked up by a pet ambulance, it could be in transit between where it was found and and the uh, the shelter or pound. So um, keep at it. Um, Check with your local council. Uh, Check animal shelters in your area. The Lost Dogs Home obviously is a large animal shelter in um, in the west north of Melbourne, but there are other shelters and their uh, details are on our website. So check the shelters near you. Search the neighbourhood. There's nothing like an old-fashioned picture. On a telephone pole <laughs> yeah. to help, you know, people in your local neighbourhood know that you've lost your pet, and you know that pet might be hiding in their backyard after the after the fireworks.
3: Now, News Eve is.
2: gone. Um, sorry, David. No, I guess you can also check with local vet clinics, and that, that that's a place that people will often take yeah. uh, lost pets and emergency centres, twenty uh, four hour vet facilities in your area.
3: That's, that's true. Mm. Lots, lots of good advice. Now, New Year's Eve is a couple of weeks away. Is there anything owners can do to give their pets the best possible chance of being returned home um, should should they um,
2: stray? Yes, Kate. Yeah, preparation, <laughs> prior preparation prevents panic. And yeah. I think on New Year's Eve, uh, it's <laughs> definitely the case. So if you think about things early, if you know your dog has a noise phobia, if you've had trouble during thunderstorms or firework displays in the past, I would strongly recommend that you consult your veterinarian about ways uh, that you can keep your pets safe and actually stop them from leaving your home. Um, There are techniques like crate training, which can give the dog a really calm, uh, safe environment to retire to when they're feeling anxious or stressed. There are a few um, uh, treatments that work in some animals. Uh, There's one called a thunder jacket, which is a little coat that you put on your dog gives them a nice tight cuddle and perhaps can (laughs) relieve anxiety in some dogs. Um, So they're they're all useful. The most important thing, Kate, is having your pet correctly identified Mm -hmm. if anything goes wrong. So there's nothing like an old-fashioned phone number on the tag make sure your chip details are up to date and you can contact the National Pet Register to do that and make sure that your pet is registered with your local council should anything, um, should your pet decide to leave home on New Year's Eve.
3: <laughs> That's fantastic, David. All lots of really good advice there. So and we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us on Pets Allowed today.
2: Thank you very much, Kate. Thanks, Kristen.
3: Thank you, David. Bye. So, Bye. Liz- Liz- Losing your pet after a thunderstorm or firework display can be a stressful experience for the whole family and your pet. Up next, we're going to give you some tips on what you can do when searching for a lost pet. We're list- you're listening to Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. Now throughout today's show we have been talking about how you can help your pet
1: during thunderstorms and fireworks um, but even if you do do all of the right things sometimes they can still run away from home and looking for a lost pet can be stressful for the whole family. So we've uh, put together some tips on what to do if your pet does
3: go missing. So the first thing you could do is to check your local council or council pound. It's, a vi- it's really important to visit your local council pound or animal welfare sh- shelter as soon as possible. In Victoria uh, there is a mandatory minimum of 8 days holding period for stray dogs and cats. If your pet goes missing outside normal business hours um, and you can't get to the pound straight away, you can contact your local council on their after hours number and generally you'll find that on their website. If your pet goes missing in metropolitan Melbourne or in a, in a city, it's recommended that you visit neighbouring council pounds and shelters um, just in case they've wandered outside the boundary of your area or someone actually has driven and taken them outside your council area. When you visit, bring lots of documentation or the appropriate documentation. Just to um, you know, prove that you're the owner, such as your council registration receipt, pedigree papers, vaccination certificates, photographs, things like that. And if your pet is microchipped or wearing an identification tag and your contact details are up to date, your local council or shelter generally will contact you pretty soon upon that pet entering the pound when they've found it therefore it's really really important that you keep your contact details up to date that's the quickest way they'll return home to you
1: Yep, Uh, and it's also important to check animal shelters um so by phone and or uh, also to to go and visit in person as well so you can find a list of the shelters in victoria
3: at dogshome.com um, you can search your neighbourhood too. Um, as uh, David said, you know, the old-fashioned flyer, uh, letterbox drop uh, with a picture, a thorough description of your pet, uh, the name, date it was lost, where it was lost from, um, at least one contact, con- contact number as well, and asking people perhaps if it's a cat to check their sheds um, under the house if they've had them open recently. Um, but you want to include unique identif- identifying features, such as like if the cat or dog's got three legs, has a red collar, diamondy collar, that sort of thing, so that people will recognise your pet. If they've seen it, you can start with a reasonable area um, around your home where your pet may have been lost, and, or you can con- and you can contact. You can con- conduct a door knock area uh, door knock as well. Uh, drop off notices to your local shops. Notify your local neighbourhood watch group. Uh, you and your family should search uh, sheds, garages, building reserves, parks, schoolyards, beaches. The list is endless. Where your pet could possibly be. If you're looking for a cat, inside ceilings um, also could be investigated. Especially if they've been spooked, they may be hiding up up there, up trees, um, under houses. And if you're looking for a male dog that isn't just dis- the sex inquire about other dogs in your area that possibly could be on heat and if that's the case perhaps get them de-sexed as soon as possible.
1: Um, and you should also check uh, vet clinics as well within about a 20 kilometre radius
3: of from where your pet went missing and you can just do a yellow pages search to find vets in in that area. You could advise you could, could make contact with your local police station give them a description of your pet the uh, name the date it was lost and where it was lost from at least one contact phone number again uh, just in case your pet's perhaps being stolen and the other thing is do you know take your time keep keep looking um sometimes um they're not there immediately but they may come people may hang on to them sometime before giving them up to a pound or shelter So now these are only some of the things you can do to help
1: find a missing pet. For more info and tips, visit dogshome.com. Now, with the festive season fast approaching, there are lots of activities happening around Victoria this weekend. We're going to take a look at some of those in Dog Dates. Up next on Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9.
0: Your pet's community calendar.
2: This is Dog Dates.
3: Now, Kate, would you like to tell us about the first dog date for the week? So the first dog date is the Lost Dogs Home Christmas, Christmas Appeal. Sadly, thousands of animals will be brought into the home over Christmas with nowhere else to go. So the Lost Dogs Home is currently run its, running its very important annual Christmas, Christmas fundraising appeal. Uh, a gift to the appeal will help dogs and cats um, through the summer and Christmas season and also all year round. It helps us provide essential services such as veterinary care, um, preparing an animal for adoption, behavioral your, your, your gift this Christmas will make a real difference. To find out more you can or to donate hopefully you can visit us at dogshome.com backslash donate.
1: Uh, now our second dog date is National Pet ID Month chip checker event which is happening tomorrow uh, in Maribyrnong. So it's taking place at the Yarraville Gardens in Yarraville from 9 till 12. So you can bring your pets down uh, and have their microchip and ID details checked to make sure they are um, up to date. Um, very important given what we've spoken about today um, before the uh, the
3: fireworks and the storms really start to, start to happen. Our next dog date is Woolworth's Christmas Pet Food Appeal. Christmas is just around the corner and for nearly 30 years Woolworths customers have been kindly uh, including shelter dogs and cats on their Christmas list filling their bowls with lots and lots of food. We are delighted to say that their appeal is back for 2015. Uh, it's one of our biggest annual food drives or it is the biggest annual food drive for the year with 60 Woolworths stores participating throughout the metropolitan area of Melbourne. Um, to view um, a list of all the stores participating go to the home's website at dogshome.com. Your donations uh, of food will mean that we can direct more vital resources including to other services including our foster care program, our adoption program, our behaviour rehabilitation program. For more information visit our website as I said dogshome.com.
1: Now we have already come to an end of the show that went
3: very quickly didn't it Kate? It did my gosh yeah.
1: Um, So we hope um, that the tips that we gave about fireworks and thunderstorms were helpful to you. Uh, If you need more info visit dogshome.com or it's also a good idea to have a chat with your vet as well. Now before we go quick reminder pet of the week is Precious, a gorgeous three year old cat who has been waiting for 197 days to find her forever home she's up for adoption at our compass Bay shelter and you can learn more about her at dogshome.com her id is double nine three one four seven and that's a wrap for the week don't forget to walk your dog and pat your cats thanks Kristen. this is pets allowed on joy 94.9